Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, Steeler fans, and welcome to another Wednesday night here on the Steel Curtain Network. And if it's Wednesday night, you know it's time for the Curtain Call. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. Here with me, as always, Shannon White. Shannon, how you doing? Hey, GB. I'm doing great. And just, uh, I just can't wait for tomorrow. I want to talk about it. <laughs> and here for us, with us, on a very special episode of the Curtain Call, because this is the mm. night before NFL Christmas, we have behind the Steel Curtain Zone one of one of our draft experts, Jeremy Betts. Jeremy, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I'm still getting you draft expert title. I feel like one sometimes. I'm like stumbling and bumbling through these players, just like anybody else, but. I guess maybe I just pay more attention to it than than most people. So uh, I'll take it. But happy to be on the curtain call. Let's do this thing. All right. So it is. It's the night before the draft. Tomorrow is draft day. This time tomorrow is gonna. We're gonna be. It's gonna be on. Like we're. It's crazy to me that like 24 hours from now, stuff's gonna be happening. Craziness is gonna be ensuing. Uh, the Steelers are rumored. To be in trade, you know, trade talks and different scenarios, different mm. things. Uh, so I'm we're gonna we're gonna start the show. We're gonna go into our our wants, our you know, wish list for the Steelers. We're gonna get we're gonna put on our presence here that we want to find under that tree tomorrow night. And how I want to do this is if, if you have a scenario where the Steelers can pull it off that's reasonable, you can do it. If you if there's a player you want, if you want to trade up and get uh, you know, whoever, if you've got a scenario that works, go for it. Let's tell We'll start with Jeremy. I know he's been talking draft a lot. Yeah. So, uh, if, if you have some new names, if you have anything, well, whoever you want to go with, uh, we're down with it. Your number one desire for the Steelers in the first round tomorrow night. What, what hmm. do you want? I want them to. Land a player that I like, Jeffrey. That's what them to do. I don't want them to land a player that I don't like. That's that's what I want to happen here. So, uh, no. To be to be serious, I want, want them to Joey Porter Jr. What them to do. Now, if that doesn't work, if if they're thinking that he's not going to make it there, I do not want them to trade up for Joey Porter Jr. Okay, just let's let's put that there um, because I think. You know they're they're going to have options down the road at cornerback, okay? But if if you were to fall to them at seventeen, that to me is my ideal scenario for the Steelers in round one. Um, but there have been a lot. There's been a lot of talk about them really eyeing some of these tackles and even maybe moving up for one. So I've got a trade scenario that I think could legit happen, realistic. 
Um, I don't know. You want me to go into it right now, or do you want to? Is it is it for Joey Porter Jr.? Is it? It's not a it's Joey not Porter for Joey Jr. Porter right? Jr. It's for another player. All right. So yeah, before we no. get off of Joey Porter Jr. because that's your guy you brought up. Uh, what about him yeah. fits the Steelers Tim. so well? So to me, it's just obviously the the then you're talking about the best player available at that position of need, which I think he'll probably be. And not just that, the guy is. He reminds me so much of of Ike Taylor. Maybe, uh, maybe that doesn't sound right to some people, but I just think he's. I think he knows how to um, to read wide receivers and, and follow them around the field. He mirrors routes really well. He. He's there to make plays all the time. He's not a, a six interception guy a year. I likened him to maybe a Carlton Davis of the uh, Tampa Buccaneers, a guy who's long and rangy, um, sticky corner, doesn't make a lot of splash plays, but he's just always around the football when it's in the air. And I think he can become that Ike Taylor-like that just maybe, for lack of a better term, takes away one side of the field and allows the players like Tinka Fitzpatrick to do a little bit more uh, and um, play to their strengths, take a little more chances because he's going to be there. He's going to be knocking passes away. He's going to be sticky, tight in coverage. There's a little bit of co- uh, concern about maybe he's a little tight. Maybe he's uh, plays a little too tall. Um, but I think that over time he can improve in that area as well. You got to remember with, with these draft prospects that they're coming out of college and, and they've been living two lives. Uh, one of those being their collegiate life. Uh, and now it's all football. That's their job. That's their, that's their career. And so um, coaches can take these guys and mold them even still. And I th- think when you get a foundation player, like, or when you get a player with some of those foundational traits, like Joey Porter Jr has by that can grow into a, the role that you'd like him to do so that's why i think that he's the best fit for the steelers in round one all right shannon white we're move on to shannon shannon what is your dream scenario for round one what do you want to see happen next tomorrow night <clears throat> i would like to have christian gonzalez uh, <laughs> but i don't think they can even trade up i think he'll be gone before the ninth pick But if you could trade up the shot at him uh, or Paris Johnson, I could see that. Just for, you're getting a immediate starter that would that would really strengthen either side of the ball. Yeah. Now, if they're not, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. You could maybe get Witherspoon a little later in the early teens, and Witherspoon is is very close. In in my uh, evaluation in my comparison to Gonzalez. My thing is, I heard a lot today uh, on different supporter junior falling to the second round. I I do not think that everybody, uh, all the teams, the GMs are as high on Joey Porter Jr. See that to me, it's name recognition, mm-hmm. and you know his ties to Pittsburgh and familiarity with the the franchise. But just watching him, if you're going to take him in the first round, especially with the track record, I just want somebody – I don't want another Terrell Edmonds. And I think what's going to happen, if he turns into be Ike Taylor and gets six, seven interceptions 
over his career that people's going to say, well, he didn't have ball skills. You know, Ike Taylor was a top cover corner, but he just didn't have hands. And Porter has not shown any ball skills, in my opinion. There is guys out there, you know, what we know about Witherspoon, Forbes, uh, Brits, a lot of these guys, have, you know, I feel the same way about Ringo. Ringo is all after. I just don't see the technique here, and I and I and that concerns me because I don't know if the Steelers can develop him. It's one thing if you're really good at developing quarterbacks. We still don't know if the Steelers are. You know, Cam Sutton was very intelligent. Mm-hmm. We we don't know about these guys. So, to me, if they trade up, Gonzalez Johnson, if they stay at seventeen, I'm I'm thinking it could be right. I really wasn't on the bandwagon with Darnell Wright. But the more I watch him and I think what he could do at right tackle and how he could help the running game uh, and the passing game, he's a realistic option at 17. Without reaching for a guy like Van Ness or Banks or somebody like that, I definitely want to get somebody that's not a reach or a project. Yeah, and... and I kind of understand the idea behind Joey Porter Jr. possibly being overrated here because it's it's one of those things that, like, he gets immediately tied to the Steelers. People are like, oh, yeah, he's not going to make it past 17. And then people start looking at him and saying, ooh, maybe maybe he'll go before that. But we – and the problem is we saw the same thing with T.J. Watt, right? People were like, oh, this kid's really good. And then there, then there was the second part that was like, oh, no, he's just his name because he's a Watt. And he ended up getting dropped down. And the Steelers end up, you know, getting a defensive player of the year candidate, uh, you know, future. If he stays on his route that he was outside of the last year when he came back and he was hurt, uh, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, like, that's the kind of thing we're talking about here. Joe, Joey Porter Jr. has a lot of things he needs to fix. And he's got some very key strengths that are great. But, you know, where is he going to develop? Uh, that's the question. And that's that's why the draft's so much fun. Uh, as for me... My my pick, my dream, of course, is Jalen Carter. Uh, like, I don't care what you have to give up. <laughs> Go get him. Uh, of course, I'm a huge defensive line fan, so that's my dude. I like it. Uh, Jeremy, you have some you have a comment on Jalen Carter? <laughs> I thought you said uh, I, I like it. I I think he's – I just said I like it. Yeah, he's uh, okay. a stud, right, and I, uh, the Steelers would be – would be a good place for absolutely absolutely that's that's my number one and then my number two is is paris johnson jr uh if you stay put at 17 and he somehow falls to you that'd be ridiculous i know i've said before other people have fallen right but that's a tackle tackles tend to not fall tackles tend to go earlier than they're expected more often than they Mm -hmm. go later uh so paris johnson jr if he's there at nine and you trade up and got him i'd be fine uh like 12 14 wherever Shannon, you got a comment? Okay, now you know that I wrote an article about this. Yeah. Based on Peter King's suggestion. Now, I'm, I understand your reasoning, and I'm all behind it, but how do you justify the red flags to, to actually take Jalen Carter? I See, I, I think a lot of them are not as big a deal. Uh and I and I also this also comes with a with a bit of trust factor in the Steelers that if they do trade up for him, uh, then they've done their work. 
right? I, I obviously have it. I've never interviewed Jalen Carter. I can't go back and interview his high school coaches, his college coaches, all of that. Steelers do that stuff. You know, NFL teams do that stuff. So with his red flags, I I, I don't I don't get too much into those because a, a lot of times they are overblown. And there's a lot of times people make mistakes when they're younger, you know, and then they learn from them and they don't make them again. Other players, they make worse ones <laughs> later. You know, and that first one's just kind of a start. Uh, but I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to sweat about his red flags. I'm going to let the Steelers deal with that. Uh, I just love his talent, and really, mm-hmm. he's the only. He's the only defensive lineman I look at and say, mm-hmm. he's that generational guy. He's that you know guy you make you you move for, mm-hmm. right? That's the guy you go and you find and you get him. Uh, so so that's that's why he's my dream mm-hmm. pick. Uh, I, I, I think he'd be worth it. I want to stay with the first round a little bit longer here. And I want to go back around and say uh, an unconventional pick. Someone who may be off the radar. Because obviously Paris Johnson Jr., Joey Porter Jr., Jalen Carter. These have all been discussed, right? We all we all know these are discussed. These are things everyone's saying the Steelers are interested in. Give me someone that is kind of off the radar that you could see the Steelers getting that you'd be okay with. Who, me or Jeremy? We'll go with Jeremy first. We'll Man, um, there's players that make sense to me. I think, um, I think when you're talking, just not maybe a of. Talking about the time, talk about the cornerbacks. I'm really good. Definitely need a third guy. The Steelers, if Nolan Smith is there, they're going to look long and hard at Nolan Smith. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, but there's been talk about him. So let me throw out a um, that just interests me because I don't think anybody's really been pegging him to the Steelers at all. They're either maybe not in the first round at all but when you talk about the dealers and, and like and what they've done the draft uh they visited clemson like they do every year and they spent a lot of time with those prospects you got two guys really that stand out to me brian Bercy, who has kind of fallen off people's radar because of the injury concerns and the the issues with uh, his, um, I think, per- in his personal life, he lost a family member. Um, so I'm not saying necessarily that they go <laughs> shaking out of the head there. I'm not saying they go Brissy uh, necessarily, but he's going to be someone that they <clears throat> might look at at 32, I would say. But um, the guy I want because that right linebacker that they really like, he's kind of, he's kind of way back there, a guy that, not many people peg into the first round, but uh, off-ball linebacker could be something that they want to keep moving at and they want to add uh, a player that's different than what they have. Board terribly for the Steelers and they can't find a partner and they go something unconventional, then my thought on that. <laughs> All right. Shannon, you got a comment? Uh, well, um, I don't want Breezy. I 
I know the tragedy his family's been through and, and, and all that, but the guy's just, his injury tendencies have just stunted his growth, even at Clemson. I, I just don't want to see them put a first-round pick in that. And, and Simpson, I don't want no part of before the second round. And even in the second round, I find him very risky. A lot of people, including our own Andrew Wilbar, see a Ryan Shazier. And I'm afraid Mike Tomlin sees Ryan Shazier. I see Devin Bush Jr. And here's why. Andrew and me was talking today, and he's like, well, he, he's a great athlete. He just don't have instincts, but he can learn. What I see is hesitancy, not instincts. He hesitates because he doesn't like contact. We've already had this for years, and it does not work. I do not want that in the center of the Steelers' defense. Their off-ball linebackers need to bring the pain. They need thumpers on the inside. They need to make their presence known. Last year, they had no splash plays, none of the three. We still talk about Robert Spillane's hit from two or three years ago because we haven't seen it since then. It, it is – I do not want Simpson. <laughs> now, I'm afraid that's what they're going to do because every time that Tomlin looks at him, he looks at, like a fat kid, fat kid looking at cake. He's drooling. He gets so excited because he sees his ear. But that's not what I'm seeing. I see that he's slow to react because he seems hesitant to go into the fray and get into contact. And you have to be willing to absorb a hit and take a hit to give a hit. So my thing in the first round, a sleeper guy, is would be Nolan Smith, which he mentioned. He already kind of took my guy. Mm-hmm. But I see him. They're wanting guys that are positionless, that, mm-hmm. that are not just the specialists. They can be moved around the formation and have greater flexibility and creativity. Nolan Smith, is he off ball? Is he edge? You know, you can work with him and see. But one thing about it, he's got dog in him. He's aggressive. Mm-hmm. He attacks the football. He no, He's just not a great athlete who kind of plays football. He's a football player who's a great athlete. Yeah. Any coach worth his salt can work with that. If not that, if you want another a sleeper, a Michael Myers or a Darnell Washington to tight end is a guy who can come in at 17, a great value in the first round and make a real difference immediately as a rookie. But those are the two guys I want. I want nothing to do mm. with Breezy or Simpson. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, as for me, I, but well, Shannon. I'm going to make, make it all three of us. I'm going to make it all three of us. My guy's Nolan Smith. My 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 yeah. position off the rock is Nolan Smith. Uh, and for me, I agree. You've got that hybrid outside linebacker and linebacker. You've got the athleticism. But what stands out to me watching his film is he's got like some of the athleticism of TJ Watt. He's not on TJ Watt's level. He's a great athlete, but TJ Watt is a whole other level. Uh, but Nolan Smith has some of his moves, like the way he understands how to move when he hits contact, how he goes off of guys, how he rolls his spin moves. Just it reminds me a lot of TJ Watt, how he's just kind of a natural 
at this, right? He's like, Shannon, you said he's a football player who happens to be a great athlete. He just gets it physically. He understands what to do. But what I loved about it, watching him and seeing his leverage, seeing that he was a little bit smaller and seeing how he attacked people, remind me a bit of James Harrison, right? He understands the leverage side of it, how to use being a little bit shorter, being a little bit smaller to his advantage. And then to do moves off, like you see him get into guys and get that really low center of gravity, get down and he's driving with them like James Harrison used to do. Obviously, he's not James Harrison strong. He's Mm. nobody's James Harrison, right? Don't (laughs) get me wrong here. I'm not saying he's like an athletic James Harrison. He's not. Nobody's James Harrison. But he understands that leverage and how to use it. And then he makes moves off of it. And I'm just like, man, I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, he is he is a dark horse candidate for me, uh, and I, I'm kind of I, with Breezy. I'm kind of I'm kind of there. Like I'm like oh, yeah. like if it if it wasn't for this, he'd be way up here. Like for me yeah. with the Steelers because he's got the right look, the length, everything. And then you look at the other stuff and you're like, but oh, you can't really take that chance. So I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. Uh, but I would probably stare away from him. But that is a possibility. Yeah, I think if we would have gone back to before the um, this last college football season, you say, oh, Brian Brissy is going to be still there in the middle of the first round. You'd be like, no way. There's no way. He's going to round back into form. He's going to be that guy we all thought he, he would look like after his freshman year. And there's no way the Steelers, if they're picking in the middle back of the, of the first round, that they'd have a chance at him. And uh, yeah. so I just think, you know, the, every, every – um, profile you look at every bio you look at of this guy his best football is ahead of him they they talk about so i would not be shocked if if a team makes a play on him in the middle to late portion of the first round and then shannon trenton simpson man you let let me let me give you one little bit of 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 something here on this guy is that when he's when he sees target he he makes a beeline for target and he gets to target and he hits target and so I don't know. If I, I don't there's nobody, s- if there's nobody in his way, yeah. But that's why you got a Landon Roberts, and that's why you've got that's why you've got Cole Holcomb to clear that path and let this guy just go get him. the The Steelers didn't have those those thumper guys like they do now. So go get your run and hit linebacker that can that can fill in and and cover some tight ends and and just be that speed guy, that sideline to sideline guy that you need. That's my argument there. You could take, hey, take a chance on him at 49, but not at 17. There you go. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's move on to the next two picks, 32 and 49. Uh, a pick, give me, give me somebody you would like to see at 32, Jeremy. Okay. So Shannon already stole my thunder on this one. It's Darnell Washington. This guy to me unlocks the entire Matt Canada offense because you can have him on the field for any play. And he, he can have a role and, and help the team out. If you're, I don't know, if you're, if you're wanting to, to run the ball, he, he's going to block like a six lineman. If you're running play action pass, which I hope the Steelers do a lot more this year, he's, he's a fantastic chip and release guy. Um, he's great up the seam. Um, if you need, if you need that extra pass catcher, that's what he brings to the table in the red zone. I think he can help their red zone offense. He's just kind of like a, uh, a Jenga piece for an offense, I think, where you plug him in there 
and he can hold up the whole thing and take it to another level. So he's like my my dream pick of the whole draft. If they don't draft anybody else I like, I would love for them to to grab Darnell Washington. And I think that, you know, he he's got to be a guy that that could be on the radar. But I really do think the Steelers are gonna are gonna trade out of thirty two, especially if they stay put or move up at seventeen. Uh, Omar Khan is gonna want to recoup some picks if they have to move up. Um, say Paris Johnson falls into the early teens and they move up like with the Texans and get Paris Johnson Jr. and and they have to give up 49 to do that or whatever they have to do. Um, I think Omar Khan's going to want to say, all right, somebody come get 32 and uh, give me back some of my picks and maybe give me something in the fifth round because I don't like that 130 uh, selection zone where I don't have a pick. Uh, so I, I, I could see that happening for sure. Shannon, okay, Darnell Washington at 32. Tight end, Shannon, what's your pick at 32? Who do you want there? Jack Campbell all day. Oh, yeah. Jack Campbell's my my dream pick this year. I've had Creed Humphrey. I had Sky Moore. And this year, it's Jack Campbell. So, the fact that I like him that much means they will not take him. Nope, he's off They never take the guy I want him to take. (laughs) So, I'm just giving him the kiss of death. But I'm sorry. I think he'd be the perfect stealer. I would love to have him uh, solidify the interior for the next six to eight years. But because I'm saying that's who I want, they'll, they'll never take him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So both of you, you're like dream picks are at the 32 spot. Yeah. You're like dream picks for the Steelers. All right. So mine, mine at 32 is um, Mazzy Smith from Michigan. Again, defensive line. Obviously, yes. if they take Jalen Carter, you know, don't <laughs> take this guy. Although double dipping at defensive line is not the worst. They did it at linebacker in 2007. Worked out really well for him. Uh, but I love he is that long-armed five-tech mauler of a guy that's going to give you kind of – he's not he's not Stephon Tewitt. He's not Cam Hayward. I usually compare people to that. He's not that bull in the china shop Stephon Tewitt. But he is a disruptor in the mm-hmm. way that Cameron Hayward is a disruptor, right? He's going to get in there. He's got that one arm, like just boom. He's got that kind of strength. He just holds people off. Uh, he can be that guy, and he'd be a great developmental pick uh, to learn under Cameron Hayward for the last couple of years of Cameron Hayward's career. However, you know, one, two, maybe ten more seasons of Cameron Hayward. Who knows? Uh, but Mazzy Smith would be a great one for there. I also like both of your selections. I, I love Darnell Washington. Love Jack Campbell. Uh, my my thing with Darnell Washington is on the Steelers with a Pat Fryermuth there with the guys they already have. I mean, he'd really his rookie season he would be a block and run a seam route. That's yeah. it. That's all you gotta do, bud. You you run the seam route. You run a post. You run. You just you know run downfield, open up space underneath, and then other than that, just bully everybody. I, he would be gorgeous. I'd, I'd love him on the Steelers. I'm going I'm to throw this out because everyone's talking about this. You trade up in the first round by giving up 49. Then you mm-hmm. trade back in the second. A lot of these teams that you would trade up to have picks you would want to trade back to. And my thought is, why not do both? If you're mm-hmm. going to trade up in the first round, use the 32 pick and pick up some third-round picks. Pick up a third-round pick, too. You know, there's there's – things you can do there that i think for the 32nd pick you throw that in with 17 you would get a decent haul back or it'd be like you're trading up and trading back at the same time i think the seals could really uh really do some good stuff with that pick 
uh, trading it. Uh, that's 32. Pick number 49. This is our last top 50 pick. Who, who do you guys have? Well, actually, before we get into it, we're going to do that. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a break. I just looked at our time and we need to take a break. So uh, we'll, we'll take a break and we'll be right back with our picks for the rest of the draft. And we're back. Uh, we've gone through our picks for the first round. We've gone through our pick number 32, dream scenarios. Pick number 49. Anybody you guys have that you really think would be a great move around the 49th pick around that area? Jeremy. Yeah. Um, so, so far I've had, I have them going Joey Porter Jr. And then Darnell Washington. So you've got yourself a, a, a defender uh, sealing up a hole there and then kind of a, maybe not a luxury pick, but a, a BPA pick, uh, something that helps your offense out a lot, helps Kenny pick it out a lot in Darnell Washington. I'm going to stay on the offensive side of the ball. And I think I'm going to um, either attack the the center position with Joe Titman or John Michael Schmitz, whichever one is there. I think, think one of those guys should probably be there at 49. Um, one of those two guys to me just uh, he may not start this year. You've got your you've got your your stopgap guy in in Mason Cole, and I think he's he's even proven to be maybe even a little bit better than just like your your traditional stopgap. But I think still you'd love to get a guy in there that is your center for the next 10, 12 years. That's that's the Steelers' modus operandi anyway. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Joe Tipman because I think my, John Michael Schmitz probably goes a little bit before that. So give me Joe Tipman there a massive center. I mean, he's, he's way bigger than the Steelers typically go after at center, but he's got that elite mobility and athleticism from the center spot. And to me, he's a guy that at least at the very least provides you quality depth this year in case of injury or, and even some versatility. I'm sure he could jump out at guard if he had to uh, in case of injury. Um, but the fact that Joe Tittman, um, could be your 2024 starting center and really just take over that position from there. I think you've got some good centers in this class, and I think that he's one of them. He would be uh, somebody that I would be targeting if I'm Pittsburgh, knowing that there's probably a couple defensive linemen even that you could get with that pick at uh, 80 that could still fit what you need um, and – you know, there, there's a lot of options in the third round as well that you could address. So give me Joe Tittman here. All right. Dress in the center. I like, I'd like addressing the center position. Shannon, what you got, where do you, who are you thinking at 49? Well, I've, I've said maybe Nolan Smith or a tight end in the first, depending on who falls. Jack Campbell at 32, because I'm afraid he won't make it to 49. Then, I really want a defensive-focused draft. Now, I agree with what Jeremy's saying about a center. Smith's, to me, is getting ready to turn 24, or he already has. And the Steelers don't need him to start immediately. Hmm. But, Joe, I thought it was Temperman. He is only 21, getting ready to turn 22. And I think he would be – he's more athletic. He's somebody yeah. that is more like Campbell. I mean, uh, Cole. And I think Cole could mentor him 
Yeah. So if I was going to go one of the two top centers, I would go Timberman. But I want a defensive focused draft. So at 49, if you start got you would need to start addressing a cornerback or defensive tackle, which I haven't yet. So I'm either Maisie Smith mm. or Julius Brents. I think uh, would be a good fit at cornerback at that at that pick if he's still there. There's some other guys, uh, Stevenson, Forbes. Even though he's light, he is a ball hawk. You know there is some guys there. Um, so it would have to be one of those guys, uh, in in my opinion. So I'm gonna say Maisie Smith for what I've already taken. Okay, see, I I don't know if he's gonna fall that far. Uh, yeah. My my selection of Maisie Smith. I always say if you want somebody, you gotta draft them above where they're where yeah. they're slotted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shannon. Shannon's doing that with Darnell Washington. I'm doing that with Mazzy Smith. Uh, for 49, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a route of uh, someone Jeremy Betts is used to hearing from. Uh, I'm gonna take a cornerback out of Michigan named DJ Turner, who I am also very high on. I just think he's the kind <laughs> of player that he he's not gonna make your Pro Bowls. Mm. He's not gonna do that, but he's gonna be around and he's going to be a valuable player on your team for like 10 years. And in the system the Steelers use. Uh, if, if you go back and look at what Steven Nelson did on the Steelers defense, I think DJ Turner could give you that as early as his freshman year, the rookie season, man. Like he's going to be, in my opinion, very solid, very good. He's very fast. He doesn't have a lot of holes. He's just smaller. Right. And mm-hmm. while the Steelers always like larger cornerbacks, if you look at the guys who they who do best with them, yeah. it's the smaller guys. It's Cameron Sutton. It's, you know, Steven Nelson, it's Willie Williams, it's William Gay, it's these guys they do well with, and they always draft guys that are like six foot two and taller, the Joey Porters uh, of the of the thing, and then it never works out for him. So for me, I like DJ Turner. I think he's just going to be good, and if you're getting him at pick 49, he doesn't have to be a superstar. He doesn't need to be a, a pro bowler, but you've just got somebody who is really, really good. Uh, I just got told we missed a super chat. Let me get back up here. Here we go. Wesley Hickok gave us $5. Sorry we missed this, Wesley, at the time. Assuming we stay at 17, he says. His top 16 projection, he predicts four quarterbacks are going, the four offensive tackles, two wide receivers, two edge players, two cornerbacks, and one defensive tackle all being gone. Yeah, I could see that. That that yeah. actually like looking at the names there, looking at the thing of the people that that makes a lot of sense, and that really that really limits. Like like looking at seventeen, I've done this myself too. You look at seventeen, and you're like, man, if we were like thirteen or twelve, I'd have a lot more confidence in someone really good falling to us. But seventeen is a rough spot in this draft because there's like, I don't I don't know Jer- I don't know Jeremy where you would put it with yeah. real first round talents with the really first round guys that you can sit there and say, Oh, this guy's going to be a, a really good player. But for me, it's like, it's around that 12 to 15 of them are in this draft yeah. and that's it. Uh, so 17 is a rough spot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wes, I, I, I can't disagree with you there. Like that's, it's kind of a rough spot to be in. And that's why I think why people are talking about trading up. Yeah. Especially with the Steelers having the two nice, two good second round picks, two top 50 picks in the mm-hmm. next day. Uh, it says a lot. There's a lot of potential there to move up. Yeah, I think um, 
when when you look at what his prediction was right there, the maybe the only thing I would change is I think you get one wide receiver go and then uh, maybe one tight end there. Maybe Dalton Kincaid slips up in that uh, just ahead of the of the Steelers pick at seventeen. I know the Commanders really like Kincaid. Um, you know, there's the the Packers. They need a tight end, and I know they moved up to thirteen in that trade for Aaron Rodgers, but they really could use a tight end like Kincaid, like uh, Myers, to come in and and uh, help out their receiver room. So I would say you get JSN off the board and and a tight end. Um, and but I really I think that he he might be pretty spot on. Maybe uh, Darnell Wright doesn't go. Maybe you get one of those uh, edge rushers uh, in there, you know, um, instead of the the tackles. Um, but it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting because if the tackles go early like that, then I think you're going to start seeing more of them come off the board at the back end of the first round too, which could leave the Steelers hanging if they do want to address that position and they don't do it at 17. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. Uh, moving on from the 49th pick and dropping down, uh, I want to kind of, I kind of want to mesh the middle rounds together because we don't know if they trade, they could, they're going to pick up, obviously going to pick up picks there. Uh, th- those picks could move. Those picks could all move around. Like we don't know third, fourth round, all that stuff. So I want to get, I want you guys to give me. Uh, we'll go around. We'll do one at a time. We'll do a couple of names if you have them. Uh, third, fourth, even fifth round guys, guys that are in the middle rounds that you really like for the Steelers. Personally, you just you just like these guys. Uh, uh, Jeremy, you want to go first? Sure, let's do it. All right. Um, I like Zach Pickens in round three, uh, the defensive lineman out of South Carolina. I think he's uh, the, the prototype the Steelers like uh, in the middle of the defense, and I think he can be a game wrecker if uh, he puts it all together, which – I think he's underrated in this draft. I think you could probably put him up. Uh, to me, he is—he's not quite as as long as um, Jervon Dexter, who a lot are, are p- pinpointing to the Steelers, maybe at the back end of the of the second round. But I think he's got—he's got more—he's got, more, got better get off than than Dexter does, and a, a motor that doesn't quit. Zach Pickens to me is a guy you can wait on if 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 you think he's going to make it there to 80, go out and get that guy. The other guys, um, Sidney Brown, maybe in, in that range as well, if he isn't gone yet. Um, so get, get me some Sidney Brown on my defense. I love it. Um, but then uh, in the fourth round, maybe if, if whoa, they whoa, haven't whoa, taken, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, okay. don't steal them all. Don't steal them okay. all, Jeremy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll get back to you. Right. Shan, Shan, we'll get you in there. I saw that face. Uh, we'll, we'll get to Shan here. Shan, I took Shan's guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who you got? I, I really round. like Sidney Brown. Yeah. Uh, what he plays, he seems like the perfect stiller with his physicality, his athleticism, his intensity. And with losing Edmonds, which I'm still disappointed over, I think that he could be a real asset and a future starter. So, but. You know, in the third round, there's different guys. Um, I, I had in mind, you know, I was already thinking of the fourth round because I said Sidney Brown was, you know, my third round guy. And uh, so and so now I'm, I'm struggling to, to think of another one because it's a little too early for Jonathan Mingo. And, you know, I'm on – everybody knows that I really like Mingo – if he falls in a third or fourth round range for the Steelers, because it's six, two 
at 225 pounds, and he's built like all those Ole Miss wide receivers. He likes to block. He's very physical. He could do all those, you know, end arounds and reverses and jet sweeps, and uh, he's got the speed to attack out of the slot. He can also play some at, at, uh, on the outside. So I really do like Mingo a lot. To me, he's I, – I, I don't want to compare him with one of my favorite receivers, but he he, he does remind me um, of uh, the 49ers receiver. Uh, Debo Samuel? Yeah, he reminds me of Debo. He's just yeah. a little taller and a little faster. And and I would like I'd love to see that because he's 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 very powerful after the catch, hmm. and and you know not so much elusive, but when you're working in that interior, you got to have that toughness, and he does have that, and I believe that he has the power to to run through tackles, and and work that middle of the field. So, you know, if you get a one of these tight ends like I would like to see maybe in the first or early second, then you don't need him as much. Because, you know, you're going to want to use either one of them in the slot. But hmm. but it would probably be Brown for me or Mingo. For me, for me, looking at the mid-round picks, I look at a lot of tight ends. Uh, what, one thing I, I kind of got into, someone, someone posted this, uh, talking about the success rate of tight ends and how it is – correlates uh high athletic rate scores correlate more to tight end success than like any other position hmm. which is strange just like are you a big time athlete are you big big guys that are very good athletes make it at tight end they just do in in the current NFL and this draft has a lot of high end athletes they got a lot of guys with good numbers even going later into the draft uh and one of them one of my favorites this is a weird thing for me because normally I'm not pushing guys from Michigan uh, in the draft. Three in a row. And it's going to be number three. <laughs> number three. I'm pulling oh, yeah, an Andrew Wilbar here today. Normally I don't. I, I really don't. But I really like Luke Schoonmacher. Uh, I think he is – I think his athleticism is there uh, and his blocking's there. And really everything else can be learned. And even if they don't have great hands – Tight ends yeah. are such great threats if they can block and they can just get downfield. I mean, he's not Darnell Washington yeah, at all. But, you know, Darnell Washington, what does Darnell Washington bring? He brings the fact that he can get downfield and he can block. And that's just really tough to deal with. If you yeah. add hands and a sense of route running and body control to that, you've got Rob Gronkowski. Like, really, if you put that all together, you get Rob Gronkowski. You put two or three of those together – You've still got a fantastic tight end. Uh, so I, I actually like if the Steelers miss out on like a Darnell Washington, there are going to be guys in the third, fourth round that are really good athletes that can play in line. Uh, and to me, Lou Schoonmacher is that guy. I like him a lot. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, anyone else you got in mid-rounds that you really just like? doesn't have to be like in order. Just anyone in those areas or even late round. If you got late round guys you want to put up there. Uh, guys you just really think fit the Steelers. I like Warren McClendon. Um, or am I saying that right? Warren McClendon from, from Pitt? The yeah, I think so. Tackle? Yeah. So I think he, you know, he's a guy that's that's been um, 
he's been overlooked uh, in the tackle market because of the injury. Um, but he's a guy that uh, obviously the the Steelers would be very familiar with. You wouldn't have seen him appear on their 30 visits or anything like that because he's a local guy. Um, so he could be kind of flying under the radar for them. If they don't address tackle early, then I think he could be on their radar for the middle rounds. Um, and then the wide receiver that I just that I just really love um, is Jalen Wayne out of uh, South Alabama. And uh, <laughs> he's he is a guy that is just – he just looks like an NFL receiver. And I know he doesn't get a lot of pop with some of these other guys. But he really just he he runs good routes. He he's he can stick a foot in the ground and and get open. Um, he he's twitchy, but he's also a fairly big slot type wide receiver. He could fit that role for the Steelers if they're looking for a late round add at wide receiver. I like Jalen Wayne, but um, that that offensive tackle position, if you haven't addressed it yet, I think you could go. You can find somebody in that fourth round range that that could fit War McClendon for for sure. Is is one of those guys for me. All right, Jeremy. I just real quick. Uh, you know, if you're talking to the guy from Pitt, that's Carter Warren. Carter Warren, Warren is right. a tackle from Georgia. Okay, okay. Wait, which so, one are you going for? I'm going Carter Warren. That's my Carter dad. Warren. I, okay. I was trying to find him on my on my sheet and I could not find him. So it is Carter Warren that that I'm yes. talking about from Pitt. You got too Flying much in there. The you got too much draft knowledge in there, oh, man. man. Just, too many stuff every once in a while. Too many players, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're me, you just know three names and you say them over and over again, and no yeah, one and they're all from there. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got, I got another name from no. Oh, uh, right. Shannon, Shannon, you got any more? Oh yes, I was just, I've been waiting with bated breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Bryce Ford Wheaton. Mm. Listen, guys, this is Chris Hendry, Martavius Bryant, that kind of talent. He played for, I watched him four years. Um, he played for the West Virginia Mountaineers. That's my team. He never played with an NFL caliber quarterback. Nothing close. There, He's getting lollipops thrown out there to him. You know, he it, everything was a contested catch because he had to wait for the ball to get there. It, it was, he's he has got all the talent. He, he wasn't really a head case, even though he played on a bad offense. And he went out there and he played hard. He tried to block. Uh, he put in his four years. Sounds like a prison sentence. But I believe <laughs> that he has a chance to do something special in the pros. And I think he would fit in great in Pittsburgh's culture with Tomlin as a father figure and, and having the leadership of Kenny Pickett. That's a guy they really got to look at in that fourth or fifth round. The other guy is Dorian Williams, a mm-hmm. off-ball linebacker. Yeah. From Tulane. Everybody talks about, well, we can't take Jack Campbell because we need a coverage guy. We need a coverage guy. Take Williams in the fourth or fifth round. He'll take care of that. He he if you watch him on film, all I kept thinking was Terrell Edmonds. He looks like and plays like Terrell Edmonds. He plays around the line of scrimmage and he's excellent in coverage. He can run with tight ends. So those are my two guys that I get really, really excited about. Now, my article today was about Yaya Diaby, who is an edge rusher from Louisville that the Steelers need that third edge. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy that you can come in, learn yes. from T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. They can mentor him. You know, he can learn from their pass rush repertoire. 
I really am excited about him as well. So, you know, we're, we're talking, there's so many options. That's why you want that fifth round pick back. Yeah. You mm-hmm. want those middle, because there's so many great options for the Steelers in them rounds this year. All right. Uh, we are, we are approaching the end of our show here very shortly. Uh, I want to throw out two names, late, late draft guys, probably fifth, sixth, seventh round, uh, who are fullbacks and special teams guy, Jack Coletto uh, and Hunter Lukey, I, I think is how you say his name. Uh, but they're kind of tight end fullback guys, and they actually can block. Yeah, Like you get a lot of full guys who are fullbacks these days that are really just, you know, guys who can do whatever in a college <laughs> offense. Uh, but they're Connor actually, Hayward. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys, Connor Hayward. Yeah. He's not a, he's not a fullback. Right. Um, but these guys are actual fullbacks. They can actually do the job of a fullback and they are special teams nightmares out there. Like that, those are guys, man, you get one of them in the sixth or seventh round. That's a guy who's going to be on your roster. His entire, he's going to be very valuable. His entire rookie contract probably stick around after that even. Uh, so I think they have a lot of value late, uh, you guys, you guys have anyone you want to add for a very late round pick, really quick, because we got about a minute left here. I I think the Steelers. Uh, in fact, one of my um, draft guarantees is that one of those seven seventh round picks is a quarterback. One of those is going to be a quarterback. <laughs> and okay, I'll, I'm going to let yeah, because <laughs> I know exactly. I think I know exactly who Shannon wants here, but um, it it. Couldn't couldn't possibly be a, a two time national champion champion oh. quarterback. Uh, so, you know, but I, I think this the Steelers will address quarterback with one of those seventh round picks. It's almost to me it makes too much sense for how the Steelers operate. Um, so that that makes a lot of sense to me. And then I don't know maybe if if one of these speedy smaller uh, role playing backs uh, makes it into the fifth sixth seventh round that they want to uh maybe add to to their room and and change the dynamic a little bit in in the back end of their running back room maybe that's something that they go after but um i haven't addressed edge rusher yet in in my uh portion here in my wish list so i would definitely expect the steelers to add a third edge rusher at some point in this draft so if they haven't done it by their fourth uh, round pick, then that's coming at some point in, in the latter portion of the draft for sure. All right. Uh, that, that's pretty much our show. We got, Shannon, you got one comment? <laughs> got to keep it quick. Charlie Jones out of Purdue. I forgot about him. And uh, he's a great punt yeah. and kick returner. You got to think about him in the middle rounds. You was dead on right. Uh, Jeremy, I was thinking Stetson that's Bennett a, yes, or sir. Max Dugan. Yeah, in that seventh round, because you know you want a guy with who's a winner and can play that quarterback three. So I do like that, uh, and that's all I was going to say. And one more thing, Jeremy and Jeffrey, Nate Herbig is yeah. our fullback. We don't need a fullback because Nate Herbig is going to be the fullback <laughs> that's and the, the punter and the punter. Oh, <laughs> He's going to wow. play everything. That was a pickup and a half then. Yeah, Shannon, Shannon and Nate Herbig are like, they're best buds they're out there. All right. They're good. All right. Uh, that, that's our show for tonight. Uh, man, I can't wait. 24 hours from now, guys, we're going to be right in the mix of it. It's going to be great. Yes, uh, you'll be hearing from us 
during the weekend. I think probably all of us during the draft at some point. Uh, stay tuned for articles. I want to really quickly plug uh, a website the Steelers uh, put together. I think, Jeremy, you, you had a hand in that too. Uh, the yep. Steelers Big Board. Can you tell us, give us the, any information you have on it? Yeah, btscbigboard.com. It is 400 top prospects in this year's draft, and we've got stats. We've got rankings. Um, you can even search players. Like uh, It's something you're going to want to have pulled up when the draft is going on, especially on days two and three. If you're not as as plugged into all the players in the middle portion of the round, and if you're like me and, and you still see names that you've never seen before when you uh, pull up a draft board, this has them all. So uh, you're definitely going to want to check that out. Uh, fantastic job by several people. Um, that put together the big boards and that is, is live and you can even go look at it right now btscbigboard.com go check it out yeah i i can vouch for it i went on there uh it is it is obviously set up to be value to the steelers not overall uh yes. it is straight up like where people would rank in value to the steelers very well done uh, and and it, it, they're gonna. I heard they're gonna update it as players are drafted. Yeah. You're gonna be yeah. switching in, yes. letting them know who drafted who, and you can click on names and get scouting reports. You can get yes. all kinds of stuff. Fantastic setup. They did. I, I've got to agree. They did a great job. I think it's amazing. Uh, I'm not just plugging it because you know, it's it's <laughs> coworkers of mine, but it's it's really good. I'm gonna be using it a lot tomorrow uh, and the days after. So make sure you check Absolutely. that out. Uh, make sure you're listening here for after I think we're doing stuff after every single draft pick again this year. And then we're going to be covering it in the shows and we're going to be go to behind the steel We're going to have articles, film rooms, everything breaking down guys. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and if you've been with us this off season so far, stick with us through the draft. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to be doing a lot of things. Uh, so, so thank you so much as always, for, for, for being here, for listening to us, for, for reading our articles, for looking at our, listening to our shows. Uh, you're the reason we get to do this. So thank you so much for, for being here with us. Uh, as always, have a great week. Have a great tomorrow. And let's go Steelers. Steelers.